the fans and the best fans coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart radio station. Instead of canceling Thursday night football, as the players want and common sense dictates, the NFL moved Thursday night football to Fox on a five-year deal worth $550 million. Fox will lose money on that deal, I guarantee it. All we hear about is declining ratings, and the NFL's TV ratings were down this year, almost 10%. All we hear about is the saturation of football, but we keep getting more and more football. We keep hearing about making the game safer for the players, but the short week provided by Thursday Night Football does quite the opposite. We need less football, but we're only gonna get more football. So hey, too much football. You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Got a lot to talk about. Penguin calls will get first preference now. 412-333-WXDX. I loved last night's game. The four-check, Gino running wild, brother. Brian Rust, two goals, and then hitting the crossbar on the empty net. Sometimes hockey players on an empty rink just screwing around. With no goalies. We'll have contests to see how far out or how often they can hit the post or the crossbar. I bet in one of those competitions, Rusty could never hit the bar. In fact, Brian Russ said afterwards, I couldn't do that if I was trying to. But he did do it when he wasn't trying to. And I'm having fun uh, at Rusty's expense now. Almost as if I posed for a picture with him while surreptitiously giving him the finger. But Rusty played a hell of a game last night. He's been dynamite since he came back. You know, it's weird, though, because he's on the fourth line because that's where it was easiest to fit him in, not knowing how many shifts he could play right away after having been injured for a significant period of time. So you got Rusty on the fourth line. you got Simone on the first line. You know, things are kind of ask backwards a little bit with the Penguins line combinations, but why ask why? And Simone does have more skill than Rust. He's not a better player at the NHL level, certainly not yet, but I really like things the way they are. Now, I do feel bad for Ryan Reeves because that fourth line looks a lot better without him playing, but it's not because he's not playing. It's because a guy who's better than a fourth liner has jumped on that line in his place and is performing so very well. But uh, last night, nothing to not like about last night's game. How about those two boneheaded turnovers? San Jose up 2-1 to one with seconds left in the second period. And Brent Burns makes a bad pass. Phil Kessel gets it. Just one touch as a backhand over a stick to Malkin for a, a classy finish. And boy, what touch by Phil Kessel on that pass. Phil is just unbelievable night in and night out. When he has to do like something that involves his hands and his brain, and that's it, although, boy, he could skate too, not much of a hitter, not much of a shot blocker. But there are certain things, you, you see what I'm saying, certain times 
and things he does where Phil is better than anybody in the game, on the rink, in a, a given night. And then Martin Jones just gives the puck to Horny behind the net, and Horny gives it to Kessel for the tap-in. But then again, when things are going good, and you're playing well, making the effort, the Penguins forecheck is dynamite, you got that puck luck going. Luck is the residue of where hard work meets design. And that's why the Penguins are getting puck luck right now. Now, one thing that angers me, and it does anger me, about everybody out there saying the juju, giving the fan the finger in the photo, everyone says it's okay. And I got a poll up on my Twitter. Is Juju just having fun or is he a jerk? And 77% of you say he's just having harmless fun. And I get it because you like to pretend you know Juju. And if you met Juju, he'd be your friend. And he's so cute and cuddly and, and fun. He's just having fun. He's a kid having fun. Leave him alone, fat ass. And you can think that if you want. But it angers me. It doesn't anger me. It amuses me because you're stupid. I can't believe you're so stupid as to totally disconnect the Steelers' chaos from them underachieving given their talent. And don't kid yourself. 13-3 and and losing their first playoff game, that is underachieving given their talent. And you managed to totally disconnect that from the chaos when what you should do is understand that as long as that chaos persists, these Steelers will never win another Super Bowl. And I mean never as in never ever win another Super Bowl. Of course, Hulk Hogan tweeted, you're the greatest of all time now, dude. Rookie of the year in my book, hashtag Team Juju. Yo, brother. You can be on Team Juju all you want, dude. But professionalism, focus, and class, that's what wins Super Bowls, brother. And you know, Juju, don't get too full of yourself about Hulk putting you over. Because if you'll recall, Hulk not too long ago opened his mouth on videotape, and I don't think he'd want you to date his daughter. Hey, just saying, if I had a daughter, Juju could gladly date her. I would have no problem. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, I don't know if you talked about it uh, at all earlier in the show, but one thing I think a lot of people are um, not talking about is when Rust rang that uh, shot off the post, Crosby had the puck, I believe, and, and gave it up to him, which he could have easily probably... Yeah, Sid could have that. easily put it in the empty net for his 400th career goal, but Sid always does that. I had somebody say that Sid passed that shot up because he didn't want to put his 400th career goal into an empty net, and I don't think Sid would want to put his 400th career goal into an empty net which is what separates him from Mario Lemieux. Lemieux loved those empty netters. Scored his 600th goal 
into an empty net. I wrote a blog about that today. You can uh, access it through my Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. But Sid always does that. He always tries to set up teammates on the empty net unless him shooting is the only option. Sid's a great captain, great leader, always tries to big up his teammates, and giving them empty net goals or trying to is one of those ways. Now, uh, Sid got an assist on that Malkin empty net goal, which extends his point streak to 10 games. I was wondering how Sid might have felt if his point streak had ended because Rusty hit the crossbar. I agree. I just thought it was extremely selfless of him, and it just it made me just appreciate how great of a hockey player and, and just how great of a guy he must be in the locker room. I mean, that just showed a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. Everything Sid does is focused on winning and not at all on individual accomplishments. And it took me years to understand that he wasn't at all interested in stats. Not at all. But uh, he is what he appears to be. He's one of a kind. Let's go to Mark in Iowa. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. I'm in full agreement with you that Juju Smith-Schuster is basically being a jackass by flipping this guy off. And in all honesty, he's being a coward by doing it behind a guy's back. It's almost comparable to yeah, that. Yeah, the guy's guy not going to kick his ass. I don't think he's being a coward. I just think he's being dumb. You know what? Maybe that's the best thing to call him. Not a jerk, but dumb. Good point, Mr. Madden. I always make them. Let's go to Harry and Emsworth. Harry, you're on with Double M. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Hey, I typically would like to save my comments to talk about the Pittsburgh teams that win rather than ones that don't. How well, I'm the Steelers win. I mean, they no, underachieve, but they they went thirteen and three. So, so don't true. don't don't dilute your point by being insulting. Okay, you're right. Uh, my point about the Juju thing was: Do you recall Antonio Brown's first or second year where he made a catch and ran down the field about forty yards backwards for a touchdown? Yeah, nobody back. cares about stuff like that. Goodbye. That That's not at all relevant. Not at all. On the field is on the field. Flipping off a fan on your Twitter, that's that's what we're talking about here. Let's go to Michael of Monongahela. Michael, you're on with Double M. Double M. Very, very simple point here. If you're representing the logo and you're caught in a photo making a vulgar gesture and wearing the crest or the logo of any other Pittsburgh company, PNC Bank, Alcoa, frickin' Sheets, you're going to get canned. I don't know if you get canned at Sheets, they might just move you to the night shift or make you or make you make my decaffeinated coffee. Sheets. I love Sheets. You know, like a showdown that I, I don't know what the ending's going to be, Right off the Harmerville exit of Route 28, right by Schultz Ford, the Ford King. Get yourself a great deal. Uh, they have within like a half mile the Giant Eagle Express that I love, that I go to, a brand new Sheets. There's a Marathon Oil that has like a Maxi Mart that's pretty good. And there's a Dunkin' Donuts there too because. You know, that's not a convenience store, but for coffee, decaf too, you can't beat it. Wow, it, you're just spoiled for choice. And if you're looking for a place to sit down, is the Permani Brothers. If I ever move any place from where I'm living now, I'm going to move right to that intersection, right where Route 28 empties into Hymerville. 
We got Adam on hold. We want your opinion on the Penguins last night on Juju's tweet. Vote on my Twitter poll. It's fun to do. You're having fun. You can act like a kid. You can have fun. Shut up, fat ass. Dejan at the bottom of the hour, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, great show as always. When you got a young trophy wife, owes money to... I can't even quote the Big Lebowski right. Goodbye. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. 412-333-9939. Got a lot of calls. Got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. So let's go right to the phones. Uh... Uh, to update a story, Mike Fisher's coming out of retirement for Nashville, 37-year-old center. Does that drop Nick Benino to fourth-line center? Boy, it's a shame he's unaffordable given that contract he signed. Think of how much money the Preds are spending at center alone. Johansson, uh, Turris, Benino, and now Fisher. I would imagine Fisher will be the fourth-line center to start out anyway. But I'll tell you, I was talking with Rick Kehoe last night, uh, the former Penguin uh Coach, assistant coach, and scout scored 55 goals in one season as a player for the Penguins. We agreed that right now, by far, center is the most important position in hockey and is the position where there's the least talent, which is dumbfounding because if you have a great player as a kid, why wouldn't you move to center? But, uh, but boy, you look at some of them. And look at Columbus is a pretty good team, right? Look at their center position and tell me there's enough centers to go around. Let's go to Adam in Greensburg. Adam, you're on with Double M. Yeah, hello. Um, you know, Mike Fisher coming. You think maybe that was somewhat of a calculated move to save him, you know, fresh legs. He missed 50 games, and maybe they avoid the salary. Uh, if if it was a calculated move, I think it's a good one. I agree. I mean, Mike Fisher, 37, figures to be better, you know, for the games remaining than he would have been if he played all the games prior. I think they just wanted to get Carrie Underwood back at the games to sing the national anthem. Let's go to Seth and Harmer. Seth, you're on with Double M. Good day, sir. I said good day. Just had a two-part question about Juju. Uh, one, I agree with you. It was There's kind of an underlying issue that no one's looking at because they think it's funny, and he made a lot of fans by laying that you know jackass in Cincinnati out, but... Isn't that the whole problem to begin with? There's not enough accountability in that locker room, and how's it going to change if Tomlin just kind of lets well, it? It won't change. Asylum? It won't change. And and really, like, why would why would they listen to him at this point anyway? If he tried to, you know, take some sort of disciplinary action, they're not going to listen to him. Who Tomlin? Well, if he takes disciplinary action, they have to. But Mike, Mike, you see, here's the thing. When I say that 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 they shouldn't fire Mike Tomlin, I say that because they're just not going to. And because the odds are they won't get anybody better. But uh, they won't win with Tomlin. And because of the culture he's created. Now, he's a good enough coach where if he changed the culture, they could easily win and should win. But he won't because he doesn't think it's a problem and doesn't want to. Uh, one thing about the Steelers, and this is personified by Tomlin. The biggest problem with the Steelers has always been that they don't think there's a problem. Thank you for your call. By the way, I did not see this. I was so busy watching Man United beat, uh, lose the Spurs 2-0. I didn't notice Bournemouth won 3-0 at Chelsea. That's, the, that's almost as bad as, like, losing to Swansea at home. Well, that was at Swansea. That was at Swansea. 
Boy, Liverpool, like, we're in fourth, but we're, like, right on top of second and also right on top of fifth. And for those uneducated, you got to finish fourth to make the Champions League and get the money and keep and attract the players. Let's go to, oh, our good friend calling from his bar, Sluggos. He is the Hebrew hammer. Hammer, Yakshimash. Yakshimash, Mark. Hey, that's Sheets and Harmer. Uh, they have a drive-thru, even. Oh, I don't know. No, I think that's just a drive-thru pharmacy. No, 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 no. I grabbed a couple hot dogs uh, this summer, and uh, the Sheets and Harmer has a drive-thru. Oh, wait, the Sheets. I'm thinking of the Giant Eagle Express, but I prefer the Giant Eagle Express. The Giant Eagle Express is good, but one time I was there, and I... Uh, Get-Go has good cookies, like fresh-baked cookies. And I was at that uh, Giant Eagle Express, and I asked them, I said, do you have any of those cookies? And the uh, the woman looked down her nose at me, and she says, we're not Get-Go. So, well, see, I disagree. You weren't looking because they have a ton of cookies. That Giant Eagle Express, all they have is cookies. But Get-Go sells them like, by like, just one. Like, oh, no, no, no. If you, if you go to the front... Well, no, you might be right. Giant Eagle Express has, has you can buy bagels and donuts singularly and muffins. I love their muffins. Try their muffins. I will next time I'm out there, uh, which isn't too far from Sluggo's, uh, by the way, tonight's wing night. Um, anyways, Juju could be a manager of the jerk store. I mean, you're right. You hit that on the nail on the head with him. I mean, uh, we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, at last, uh, and then real quick about the Penguins and one more thing. The Penguins... Would it surprise you if they just won it again? No. Exactly. I mean, the rest of the league so mediocre. When you got guys like Malkin flying last night, I mean, they look out again. I mean, I really could see them winning again. And, you know, obviously I'm rooting but for But it'll it. be a different kind of winning. Like I've always said, and a few players have agreed with me, by the way. Like I've always said, when they won in 16, they were the best team and just outplayed everybody. Last year, they were among the best teams but they just outlasted everybody. They were the last team standing. Uh, now, uh, I think they'd have to do that again, be the last team standing, and then some. Yeah, but I could still see them doing it, because even last year, though, it was tough. It still like was never real in danger. I guess it came to Game 7 in the conference championship, but I could see them doing it again. And you know, at last, here's a question to you. I thought that last thing was last. No, 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 this last one's last. So okay. lastly... Would you say you're a glass-half-empty guy or a glass-half-full guy? Oh, definitely glass-half-empty. Well, I think a lot of people are, and mostly I, I am as well. But in regards to Tomlin... By the way, no, no, see, now you're, you, you've said this is the last thing like four times, and then you move on. By the way, the jerk store just called. They're fresh out of juju. You that, know what, the, that's your the, cue. I'm out of glasses. <laughs> Up next, Deja, 105.9. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Doing really well. Everything I hear from him is just some of the most insightful stuff. And did you take off your pants? The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, you were to call him one of Genny Malkin today. Uh, Gino had 12 goals in January. That includes three last night. Uh, 12 goals, almost half his season total. Where did that spurt come from? Well, first of all, it's come from some really good luck of late and really good plays by other people, and he'd be the first to tell you that. Well, yeah, two awful yeah. turnovers last night that gifted him a couple goals. Exactly, and then Brian Rust pinging one off the bar there which for what should have been his hat trick ended up being Geno's. He also had, don't forget, the couple goals against Minnesota that went in off wild players' skates. 
Uh, you know, that stuff comes around when you're playing well, and Gino has been skating well, creating a lot for more than two months now. It's not just January. I think now it's just the puck starting to find its way in for him. The other thing is, and I did bring this up in the column, is that he's not played that much hockey over the last five years because he's missed the equivalent of a full season over the last five by missing 84 games. Now, you know, rehab's not fun. But at the same time, it's it's not the same as getting your brains beat out night right. after night after night. Right. Rehab restores mm-hmm. hockey's wear and tear. Exactly. And to have Gino going into this stretch run and this playoff run, if you will, I, I don't see how the Penguins, and we, we talk about this with a lot of related subjects, can win a third straight Stanley Cup without certain things happening. Like we've talked about Matt Murray being the guy, he has to come back and be the goalie. The other two things are cute, but Murray has to be your guy. I think that Evgeny Malkin needs to be the Penguins' best player, number one, in order for them to win a third straight cup. Well, I think if he can keep up and come close to Sid, I think that would bode well for a third straight cup as well. Now, Hagelin and Hornquist didn't strike me as good line mates for Geno when that unit was assembled. Why is that working? Well, the main reason, uh, according to Mike Sullivan, is that they're providing a straight-ahead kind of approach. And if you think back to Malkin's earlier days with the Penguins when he had the Ruslan Fedotenko types that were on that line, and all of a sudden things would work for him. Uh, it, it, he could, he can't have East-West around him because he's already doing a lot of East-West. So when you see Hagelin, who, by the way, was terrific last night. Oh, he's been terrific for, yeah. say, three weeks or so. And Hornquist... Wasn't any worse than terrific. Well, Hornquist always yeah. does what Hornquist, He's Hornquist does, yeah. and does it very well. Yeah, you still got. You feel obligated to mention him every once in a while, anyway. But uh, the two of them were able to get the puck in deep, get it right back. Hagelin was like a one-man forechecking unit at times, and then from there, you know, Gino will just kind of go around and get the puck back in case they don't get it all the way and create offense off of that. So I think that's the reason that it's working. Gino does like to have. Uh, speed and creative guys around him, but it's much more important that there's somebody there that's disrupting and can allow him to get the puck. Uh, Sullivan wants Geno, Sid, and Kessel on different lines. You don't like that. Uh, well, let me finish the question. Okay. Can that work in the playoffs if the Penguins don't get a better third-line center? Um, you know, I think it has to. You know, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Riley Shane no, he's can not. help Kessel he's produce not. in the playoffs. But I'll tell you this. I, I don't think Mark Letestu or Matt Cullen I'll tell you this. either. I, I spoke with Jim Rutherford a couple of days ago about third-line center. He sounded to me, Mark, as determined as I've ever heard him to get that done. His, his exact words were, we will get that center. Uh, you don't know what that's going to be. I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe Jim doesn't yet either. They sound extremely frustrated. Uh, by the market, by the timing. Well, the GMs don't want to trade with Jim because they don't want to help Pittsburgh. You you believe that? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, come on. Hockey executives are petty. They are petty. Um, I mean, petty. I could see Philadelphia and Columbus and teams like that not wanting to help. A lot more widespread than you would think. I know, but and I just... there are certain obstacles too, Deshaun, like. Toronto won't trade Tyler Bozek to Pittsburgh, who would be a great fit for Kessler. Yeah, he in would. Fact, was with the Leafs, but. They might play Pittsburgh. Right. So they're not going to make that deal, and they shouldn't. No, and Toronto is also run by, 
you know, people who have a history with Pittsburgh too, specifically Lou Lamorello, and and they're not. I could see them fitting into that no, bracket, there's, there's, even though they're not in the division. More than thick. The guy I'd like to see them get. This name came up. Hmm. If Ottawa has a fire sale, yep, which, they, which could happen. Well, Broussard. Ooh, but he would cost a lot. He, you, would? you know what you have to give up for him? Hmm. I think. You know, Sherry and a yeah, number one. I was going to say, you're going to have Sherry to give up first, one of the wingers. Sherry and a first-round pick. Yeah, first-rounder's a little much. but Oh, no, let me tell you what. If you could get Derek Broussard, who has another year after this one on his deal, for Sherry and a second-round pick, I would go up to Ottawa and drive Broussard back. Yeah, it's a long drive, man. It's nine and a half hours. I heard Broussard's engaging company. <laughs> but no, seriously. That, I like the guy. But, I, I, but, but it, it depends on them having a fire sale, and the trigger for that would be if they could make the right deal to dump Carlson then I think they would just go into total yeah, rebuilding mode. Right, right. And and uh, I look at Broussard. He is he's a rough, feisty, two way center, but who has offensive skill, has real skill. Yeah, that's right. He really does. And I don't think he's been all that he could be in Ottawa, but he certainly was before that. A uh, penguin and, killer. And man, do the penguins! I was about to say, do the penguins remember that? Uh, vividly. So, yeah, I, I think... If, if I could pick one guy that's in theory available, and I stress in theory, yeah. that's the guy I want. People talk about Peugeot. I don't no, think, no, I, no, Peugeot's, no. Peugeot would be an upgrade over Shane at third-line center, but he's not what they need to play with Yeah, Phil. no, no. I, I, I think a Broussard type is a, is a much better fit. And I, I'll, I'll again repeat here, I think Jim sounds extremely determined to make this happen. I don't think you're going to see him disappoint in this regard. And there is a month left, you know? No, no, I know. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Dejan, uh, can Simone play with Sid indefinitely? Uh, you know what? He, at some point, he's going to have to you know, finish a little bit more. I know he well, had a couple of goals last week. Well, does Rusty jump back up week? there? Because the fourth line's a lot better, but that's because a guy who... Who, who probably merits being on a higher line is is currently doing most of the work. Well, let me ask you back. Why have Sid and Rust hardly ever played together? Well, Sid likes yeah. to play with Rust. Uh, he he's he o- likes to He's speed. okay with it. He didn't. He wasn't crazy about it at first. Because, not a great finisher. Because well, not only that, but evidenced he, by his work with the empty net last oh night. Oh my goodness! Don't don't just don't. <laughs> he, uh, his passing. Early on, when he came up, you couldn't get the puck off his stick with a crowbar. He had a lot of confidence, is the way I like to say it. Oh, my goodness. He was trying every time down the rink, was he trying to stick handle through four or five guys. Hey, cheer, uh, cheer for old Notre Dame. Neither Sid nor Gino was wild about that. Um, they haven't played much together. And, and I know this, that Dominic Simon is doing things right now that buy space for Sid. And Sid's going to place a value on that over the finishing aspect. By the way, would you trade Sprong for Bassard? No. They would. Would they? They hate they hate Sprong. Oh, they don't hate Sprong. They sure do. They can't hate Sprong. They sure do. I've never heard that. They do. Uh, it's not personal. They just hate his work habits and cheating on the wrong side of the puck, he, he, which for him is actually the right side he of the has, puck, but, he, he, but they've not quite realized he that He has yet. issues. I don't think that they're laziness, and I've never heard anybody accuse him of laziness. Oh, I, I have. I, he loses his focus over there. He, uh, he just he – just, Tomato, tomato. Yeah, I know. That's a fine line there, but I, I – I, no, no. Well, let me, let, me, let me get to somebody who's with the team. Ian Cole was very good again last night. Can he keep a permanent spot with that kind of play, or will Sullivan just slot Hunwick back in as soon as he's healthy? Why would Hunwick go back in? Why would that happen? Want to bet he does? I, I'm not doubting it. I just don't understand The coach it. is on the program tomorrow. I intend to ask him. I don't understand it. Uh, I'm not on the record, not off the record, not from anybody, 
There's never been a clear explanation for what's happened with Ian Cole. I oh, know no, this. No. no, I've got one. Go ahead. Well, not what's happened with Cole, but uh-huh. why they prefer Hunwick. Go ahead. That Hunwick skates faster yep. and plays faster. And is nowhere near as efficient in his own end. You're, you're, hey, you don't have to argue with me. I mean, the idea hey, that... Let me, let me add another factor in. I think Alexiak has played much better with Cole than he had been with Hunwick. That's another valid point. Yeah, actually, we were discussing that last night in the press box that the pairing of those two guys has looked yeah, pretty yeah. solid. And it looks like an, an old school bottom pair. Yeah, but and at the same time, they were getting more than bottom pair minutes last night. They were taking regular shifts, uh, the, the two of them together. Well, yeah, but it reminds me like when we had Skidari and Hal Gill. And these guys, I mean, they don't handle the puck like they're trying to beat a snake to death with a tree branch. But, mm-hmm. but they're they're kind of a put it this way, a bottom pair of the way the game's played today. And they, and to that point, what they've done really well, and Cole did this, I thought in particular, extremely well last night was join the rush. Cole was always there, always presenting himself as a fourth option on the rush, and I think that's been one of the criticisms of Cole from the inside, but. The idea of putting Hunwick back in over Cole, unless you're doing, unless it has something to do with the roster or a trade or something, it doesn't. I, I just don't get it. Now, uh, the Penguins went nine and three in January because, simply put, a lot of guys didn't suck. Simone Haglin, Shane, Alexiak, D, they didn't suck. How long could they be counted on to not suck? Well, in in some cases, I don't know about D. We've seen him so little, and even last yeah, and night, he, and he won't be here for the no, playoffs, I don't, except as a black. I mean, he might not be here next week. I mean, you look at the game last night. Even though the fourth line played well, when they got to the third period, Sullivan started double shifting uh, Sid through the fourth line. Uh, I, I don't it's a great effect, might I? Add. It worked quite well. Yeah, the guy doesn't make that many mistakes. Um, I look at that group right now, and I think they're gaining some confidence. I think you're starting to see, uh, well, Sherry, his his current injury status, notwithstanding Rust and other guys. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention Sherry uh, day-to-day with an upper or lower. What was it? Lower. Body injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And that's always going to happen with, with, with little Connor dudes. because he's a little guy. Yeah, little dudes. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, he gets knocked down a lot, too. He spends a lot of time on the ice. I said when he first came up that he would score 20 goals a year but play 60 games a year. And I think actually that, you'll kind of take that. I think give or take. Oh, I would. Yeah. I think give or take. That's what's happened. But they 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 they've they've become a lot better. But in turn, and we've seen this effect over the last couple of years, where everyone says, "Why aren't the stars producing? Why aren't the stars producing?" We say, "Well, the supporting cast has has kind of started that. It's been it's been that way more than the other way around the past over the past three well, seasons, as, as including long as this gonna, one. As long as you're going to split the three big guns up, it has to be that way, right?" Right. You see, the thing about splitting the three guys up... You don't like that. No, no. In theory, it's tremendous. I just hope that, that, that Mike Sullivan realizes if he, it's not working, playing Kessel and Malkin won the cup last year. Yeah, together. It, it, it did. And he, he has to understand that. And to his credit, I, I remember him speaking uh, before Game 4 in Nashville, like wistfully, about how he wishes he could move the three guys apart. But he didn't. Because he saw what was happening, it was like he was almost unhappy. He won in, in that context. In that context, yeah. And and let's not lose sight of this too. The one, the one guy who really I feel deserves special mention from last night, even though he didn't put up points or whatever, was Phil. He was outstanding. Yeah, well, all just, just over that, the rink. That that turnover from uh, Burns that he quick sticked right out oh. in front. That was over a guy stick, just saucer right he on. He was the he was the first forward back on the track. Tracking back, uh, you know, I saw him hit somebody. every other rush. I saw him hit somebody. No, you didn't. I, I, well, I had been drinking, <laughs> but I, I think I mean I didn't see him block a shot though. 
Now, uh, this is probably a minor point, but who's going to wind up being the number two goaltender? Uh, you know, you're going to have to go ultimately with the more talented guy. Which is Jari. Which is Jari. And I think, though, until then, there's no reason not to have Casey DeSmith as your guy in the NHL. Because well, no, 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 no. He knows how to sit. Here's, that's not. A, I'm not yeah, saying that yeah, as a shot. Here, here's what I would do. I'd rotate Jari and DeSmith between Wilkes and Pittsburgh yeah. so they can get games in the minors. Which you can do. But in mid-March, Jari stays here, period. Yeah, let him play. Yeah, Let him play some of those and, and those meaningless... Get a couple games in here, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're going to have meaningless games. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. Kind of used to that I know what's funny. It looks like they're starting to build a little cushion, except they're not. No, they're not. And everybody has games in hand. Two or three games in hand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're in for a battle here, but I think that's all the more reason to go with a more talented goalie down the stretch. Now, one last thing. You saw the tweet of Juju Smith-Schuster flipping off the Patriots fan in that picture. How about that, huh? Uh, what's your take on that? Well, you know what? In, in listening to some of these veterans and Cam Hayward and other guys talk about wanting to get things under control, uh, we can talk about Mike Tomlin all we want. We can talk about assistant coaches and everything. Ultimately, it's going to have to stop being funny in the locker room. Or, you know, like I would always give these guys credit. You've heard me do that on this show for just having a good atmosphere. Like they'll laugh it off and whatever. They don't take it seriously. And it's genuinely not a distraction in that room. It really isn't. But maybe it could be. Maybe well, it well, should be is what I'm saying. Even if it's not a distraction, maybe they could still sharpen their focus a bit more because the guys they're trying to catch have laser focus. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I just... I can't believe that the people listen to this show. Actually, I can't because they're morons. But I can't believe that people disconnect the chaos from the result. That they uh, look see, at- I do to an extent, and you know that we don't we don't agree on this. I, I watched that game against okay. Jacksonville, well, and the defensive line had no pressure. How about, how about the lack of chaos being disconnected from New England's results? Because they are the they are the epitome of professionalism uh, and focus. And they win all the time. Yeah, and, and I, I, to the point they beat Pittsburgh all the time. And there was an, there was a column Bob Kravitz did for the mm-hmm. Indy Star. He talked to four guys who were uh, on the Colts, but now with the Patriots, right? Right. You know what they all said? Culture, tension, dumb skull, and talk. The X at one oh five nine. Time not to ask Mark anything. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chapa. So check out Chapino. Let's go to uh, the legend in Brookline. Is this the original legend? Better looking in 10 movie stars, double M, what up, what up? Woo, this is the legend. What up, legend? Okay, a couple questions real quick. The the 25th anniversary show, Raw. Anticipation was waiting. Scott Hall came down. How come no Nash? Uh, Nash had just had surgery. And wasn't well enough to jam himself into an airline seat. What's going on with Reeves in hockey? Uh, Sullivan would rather not play him. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Because I thought he was doing exactly what they brought him in here to do. But now, Ledge, boy, look at the fourth line with Rust on it. And I think Rust will move up the depth chart. But the fourth line has been great guns since Rusty came back. Always a pleasure, Mark. That's the legend. Great to hear from the original legend. Wow. I like very few regular callers. Who would I say I've given props to? Hebrew Hammer, um, Stan Gable, the legend. Uh, Back in the day, Steve Nebraska. And I have no idea what's happened to Steve Nebraska. There might be a couple others. Virgil from the Hills done pretty well. 
He, he's not too bad. Let's go to Joe in Ocean City. Joe, ask Mark anything. Mark, have you seen anything on this kid, Darius Leonard, from South Carolina State? And if you have, thoughts on Steelers drafting him? I haven't seen him. No thoughts. Let's go to Poncho in the car. Poncho. We're not going to talk draft now. Poncho, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what's one ingredient that can instantly ruin any meal for you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, ingredient or... Let me see if this answers your question. I have a real phobia about food that's undercooked, in particular potatoes that are undercooked. Like, even steak. I like steak medium to slightly over medium. I don't like anything undercooked. Uh, like, it, it, I remember when I was McDonald's, and I got a really undercooked hash brown. This is like, you know, 30 years ago. And I just got really nauseous and threw up. Anything undercooked. How about you? What ingredient do you just... Uh, that turns you off. Well, I would say I'm right there with you with that phobia. I can't stand uh, undercooked food, but raisins. Raisins ruin anything. Oh, I love raisins. Shoot them. I love raisins. I'm trying to think of something I just won't eat. But you know what's funny? You'll you'll laugh at this. Be, me being a fat fat guy and a fat kid, there was stuff I just wouldn't eat as a kid that I eat tons of now. For example, I was like 15 when I had my first potato chip. You know you know what I mean. But but then I never stopped. I needed to yeah, keep one, being picky. Trying to think what else. It, oh, you know what I don't like? I don't like pork. But then again, I love pulled pork. But I don't like like a like like pork steak. You know, I, what are they? I guess maybe I do like pork. Anyway, let's go to uh, Morgan in Washington, PA. Morgan, here on with Double M. Ask Mark. Hey, Mr. Madden. What up? Uh, I was curious if you thought. I wanted your opinion. Um, Matt Murray's father passing away. Right. Would it kind of have the same effect? Like the passing of St. Louis' mom back in the playoffs, 14 I don't think that out. has any effect whatsoever. I think it might inspire the individual uh, for a period of time, and I'm sure that's doing exactly that with Matthew Murray. I think it has profound effect individually. I don't think it trickles to an entire team like we pretended it did when the Rangers won it for St. Louis' mom. I think it inspired Marty. I think Matthew's death inspires him. Uh, Matthew's dad's death, I should say. I think mostly it, it makes him sad, though. You know, there's there's you know a great deal of grieving that you need to go through before that process is over. So, uh, you know, the teammates pull for you to come back and, and do well. But really, in hockey, it produces a team result, and the guys are close, but everybody concentrates on his or her own job, uh, first and foremost. Let's go to uh, Matt in Brookline. Matt, ask Mark anything. I'm just wondering, uh, who would you take out of the lineup to put Reeves in for? Right now, nobody, because they're winning. But hypothetically, if they weren't, who would you play over them? That That's a tough question. Uh, I don't think Dominic Simone's going to stick on Sid's line forever. Maybe Reeves moves up the depth chart, and uh, and, and he you know goes back to Wilkes. Uh, Sheary's hurt right now. Maybe that gets... Uh, Reeves back in the lineup, however, temporarily. Uh, but right now, how can you play him? Then again, Cole's in there and they're winning a night, but he comes straight out when Hunwick is available. Let's go to Andrew in the car. Andrew, ask Mark anything. Liverpool Tottenham this weekend, big match. Who you got? Who do you think? What's your scoreline? 
I don't know. I'm scared to death. You know what? It's at Anfield. 2 nothing Liverpool. I'd take one nothing. I'd probably take 1-1. One, one. Good talk. See you out there. The general manager, Jim Rutherford, show up next, and you can win whatever. Just listen to whatever. 105.9.